The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite. From the Crosley Studios in Race City, USA, here's your host, Kyle Armstrong. Welcome back to the Forward Bite Podcast and the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Tonight we're going to have John Rogerio Jr., big winner at Cherokee Speedway, as he always wins there. And, of course, uh, we're also going to have Dale McDowell in here that won the $50,000 finale at Bristol this weekend to get his thoughts about that and what he's got going on in the future. And we're also happy to be joined again here in studio with uh, the co-host here, Adam Logan. And, Adam, what's going on? What's going on, Armstrong? <laughs> well, back at it again. Back at it again here in the studio. Uh, man, we got lights, camera, action in here, don't I know, we? they keep putting us on camera. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 so, ain't, we ain't professionals. They don't come in here and doctor us up. You're getting the real thing. We need to get, we need to get the, uh, the, the treatment make- with the makeup and all oh that. Oh, my God. But, no, but, I mean, seriously, though, they've been doing a great job with that whether we want it or not it's yeah it's, so if you just don't want to hear us you want to see us that you you got that option now we, they they did two great episodes there on the speed sport tv deal with uh, hot rod laments last week that was fan that was a fantastic was interview one. by the way or i'm not going to toot my horn because the hot rod did all the talking but that was just a fantastic show i learned a lot about him and uh, if you didn't listen to that one last week you owe it to yourself to go back to that and and check it out for sure, but uh, it's always good to hear them the, the older guys. It's, it just takes you back because, like, I I'm a I'm a little bit of a history buff. Like, I, I always like looking at old pictures and you know, just like, man, what would it be like to be back in in that time and watching racing and everything? So, listening to them go, them guys tell stories like that, it just kind of almost kind of takes you back, and you're just like, man, and it, and it's you kind of <coughs> think, man, is are we gonna be able to do that? And, 20, 30 years. Or I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but you mentioned looking at old pictures there. If you go back and watch that that video, we actually put a lot of good pictures together. Yep. Rich and the guys here at the studio worked yep. on that tirelessly all week and put a lot of those pictures with his stories, and uh, it really turned out great. So oh, yeah. if you want to kind of look at it and put a picture of what he's talking about there, it's 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 available there on Speed Sport TV. Yes, sir. Anyway, though, uh, man – Chris Madden walked out of Bristol with a lot of money this weekend, $227,900 to be exact, and that'd be a good season. That'd be a complete good season for most guys, and he did that in two weekends. Two weeks. He won both Friday night races. Yeah. Won the points. So, I mean, he – that whole everybody was up in the air. Yeah, he's missing. He's missing Cherokee. He's missing the outlaw deal. I think it kinda, paid off. It in a paid huge off for him. Way. I think he. I think he made the right decision there. So, but I mean, he was. Uh, he was spot on all week and had a little bit of uh, hiccups on that that Saturday night race with the the old droop rule deal. Got him. We won't get into that. Uh, How much time have we got here? Man, <laughs> I know your views on it, but I mean, I mean, it it bit him. I don't but like it. I, it I just don't like the penalty. Yeah, the 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 penalty deal there. I mean, I understand rules are rules, but you know, it's it's. I I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say when when I wasn't there. You know, it's, I, I don't. Yeah. You know, I wasn't working on the car. And there's the 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 problem is there is there's a lot of gray areas there with that deal because I mean it's you change these cars up and you you change loads or you move bars around or as simple as you know putting a different tire on there you know that changes all that stuff and 
you know, uh, you know, I, I've been there, and you just get in a routine of making changes to your car, getting your tires ready, and and you know they're calling for you, and and it's it, the, the little things like that that you know you should be paying attention to. You just kind of overlook, and you think, well, we were good in the heat race, or we were good in qualifying, or we were good last night, but you know, what if they, you know put a, a bigger tire you know they might have had the same stagger but the the tire was bigger so you know you got to jack the car up more and now you know your droop's all off you know so you know but he was able to overcome it I and mean, he ended up second you know that night so i mean he, he overcome it but you know if ifs and butts and candies and nuts he could have <laughs> come out of there you know he could have swept the weekend i mean he had a car I mean, he he's done he his homework. He potentially probably would have won that. Yeah, he would. Sure. He, I mean, he was he he had a strong car both weekends up there at Bristol. So, but I mean, hey, he still got two hundred seventy thousand dollars out of that place. So he's um his his program, them guys down there, um, Goose and um, I can't think of his, his, his um, God, I can't think of his crew chief's name, but uh, they've got the they've got the car working. Um, really good right now so he's got the rocket chassis and i'll tell you what it was you know chris ferguson won on the mm -hmm. last weekend dale mcdowell both of those are sweet bloomquist chassis yep. cars but yep. chris madden has spent a lot of time in a sweet bloomquist car and i just i mean scott's got to have a smile on his face because yeah him and him and in a way yeah him and him and scott raced together for years yeah and, and there um he raced for scott you know there for a year and had <laughs> Won yeah, almost everything in everything, that month of August. Yeah, I mean, he month of money, he he won everything. So, and, and he he drives that car like like Bloomer drives his his you know sweet Bloomquist car. I mean, he keeps that thing so straight and doesn't get it sideways. And he's a very smart racer, and you know he races how he needs to, and it, it showed this past two weekends. So yeah, so congratulations to Chris Madden, Great Court South Carolina mm -hmm. pilot, there in that rocket chassis this weekend. By the way. Man, it yep. was uh, it was cool to see Hayden Cardwell. I watched that race Saturday night at I seventy five Raceway, Sweetwater, Tennessee. They were throwing sliders, running yeah. the people. That's that little track. It, it's kind of that's sneaky. a cool track. It's like a, it's a, it's the, it's like a hidden gem there in Sweetwater, it's, it's, Tennessee. It's sneaky good. Like like you can, and I want to go there. I'm not bashing anybody, but a lot of a lot of Tennessee tracks get that reputation of kind of one groove type deal. But that place. You could race all over it, and they they were. <clears throat> yeah, and then yeah. So congratulations to Hayden Cardwell. Um, I think I think we're going to talk to John Ruggiero. I want to bring that up to him once we get him on here in yep. a little bit to ask him what he thought because they're both big into i racing, and I think it'll be. I want to see what he thinks about that because they're both winning races and they're both big on i racing. So we want to get his opinion on that. Yep, for sure. It's good to see Josh Rice's name on the winners list this weekend too. Picked up at three thousand dollar to win race over at Atomic. Josh is a friend of the show he's been on the podcast before and he's uh he's looking to do some big things this season yeah he's uh he's a uh, past couple of years he's you know he was kind of he was a staple at the florence speedway up there in, in florence kentucky you know he was really good there one won a lucas race and stuff like that but over the past couple of years he's been he's been venturing out and going to different racetracks and um he uh he's backing it up and getting wins all over so that's good for that kid yeah, no doubt. And then uh, Colton Flinter there won at Port Royal this weekend, and he locked himself into the uh, into the Lucas Oil race that's coming up there this Sunday. 
Now he probably doesn't need to need to be locked in or provisional because he's been running really good these past few weeks up yep. there at Port Royal. Yep, he's got that place figured out right now. So, yeah, looking far, looking ahead to this weekend's schedule right here, the, the Hillbilly Hundred makeup from uh, last year when it got rained out Friday night, Tyler County Speedway, Middleburn, West Virginia, thirty thousand to win, and it's like we're going backwards this weekend on those purses. Yeah, you get used to <laughs> 50, 50s, and now, yeah. you're like, you're, now you're back normal 10. Well, no, and... I just mean like the, the so it's 30,000 oh, that went on Friday you. night, 15,000 on Saturday night, and then it goes to 10 on Sunday at Port Royal. But, yeah, Hagerstown, Maryland has got a race there, Lucas Oil, on Saturday night. So That'd be a big week up there for them it's, guys. It's a good, yeah, it's a pretty good little swing there this weekend. Uh, I'm looking at Carolina Speedway. They're the ultimate Southeast Lake Model Tour, right in our backyard. We're going to probably be there this weekend. Me and Adam will probably yep. be there signing autographs. We'll sign autographs for you guys. So don't <laughs> don't be strangers. Come talk to us. So, yep. Not that we're any like celebrities or anything, but come talk to us. Two day weekend there for the Ultimate Series Saturday night there at Lakeview Motor Speedway, Lakeview, South Carolina. So a neat little two day swing there to be. You get to see Doug Sanders and Anthony Sanders mm-hmm. and probably Rambo and Rambo will be there. I'm sure Zach Mitchell will be Zach up there. Mitchell. Who oh, else we got? Ivy. Probably Ben Watkins. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be a, Carson Ferguson will show up there. So be a really but, good regional show this week. I'm weekend. sure Ross Bell's might you know should show up there. So it'll be a, some good uh, regional talent at those uh, those two races. So it'll be be interesting to see who shows up and should be some good racing. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, looking forward to going to a race there in the backyard that weekend. And, yep. you know, the next week we'll maybe get on the road a little bit, depending on the weather. So we'll talk about that on next week's show anyway. But, yes, sir. Yeah, we'd like, I want to give a shout out to Earl Ramey, Racing Engines. He, he called me last week and told me that he has really been enjoying this podcast and he, you know, just, just loves what we're doing and, uh, and I, I just appreciate your support, Earl. So uh, he's out there listening, and I appreciate everything he's doing for us. And Thanks, everything. Earl. Coming up here after the break, we're going to go to the phone lines and talk to John Ruggiero Jr. about his uh, recent success at Cherokee Speedway. And and then after that, stay tuned, of course, to hear Dale McDowell talk about his weekend and upcoming plans. So this is the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Forward Bike Podcast. We've got Mr. Gaffney, the man that wins all the time at Cherokee Speedway, John Ruggiero Jr. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a crate race, if it's a 602 or a 604, you can find him at the front of the field. John Ruggiero Jr., we wanted to have you on here tonight to ask you, how do you do it? Oh, man. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of it boils down to experience and obviously the amount of laps I got around that place. Um, I've been racing late models for 10 years, and... Uh, it's obviously been a long time, and Cherokee's been a place we've raced out a lot. So uh, it's just one of the things, everything's kind of going our way, and, um, you know, every once in a while you get a season like this, and you certainly take some time to appreciate it and cherish the moment because as humbling as the sport is, it ain't going to last forever. So we'll do what we can and so you know, ride the wave till it falls. Yeah, you've uh, really sort of dominated over there for the last year, and you, uh, you race at Gaffney a lot, but where, where else do you run at? Uh, we like going to Harris Speedway with our 602. Uh, they race on Saturday nights. And then, um, you know, the Mid-East Series just started in this area, and I look forward to running some of their events. They uh, they got a 602 and 604 late model um, series, which I look forward to running the 604 portion of that 
uh, especially because in this area we don't really have, you know, a 604 deal. So um, I think we're going to be at Carolina in two weeks. And uh, I know they go to Cherokee. Um, they go to Fayetteville. I think there's a race at County Line, which I've never been to Fayetteville or County Line. So hopefully we can get out there and obviously hit some new tracks and uh, see what the rest of the season holds. While you were talking there, I, it dawned on me. I remembered that you uh, that you won that race last year at the at Charlotte, the World Short Track Finals. Yeah, yeah, that was a quite an interesting weekend to say the least. Um, you know, we brought both cars out there that weekend, and I really, you know, felt felt like we had a good car in both of them. Uh, but we got behind eight ball and qualifying with the six oh four, and uh, started the heat race, just went into one and rolled over and. Uh, respond and I uh, figured a lot of that goes to the weekend, you know, but fortunately we're going to win the heat race at 602. Uh, we started fourth in that race, but man, the racetrack was beautiful. And I, you know, got to tip my hat to the Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway staff because the track was awesome. We were race all over. And, uh, you know, fortunately we got it done, which is a. Feelings down the dumps is obviously a big confidence booster. We got about a quarter of that. It was choppy. I don't know where you're at there on the phone, but I mean, we, we got, got some terrible we got some weather going on. Terrible right weather today Carolina. here in the area. <laughs> so oh, crap. But um, but basically you were saying that you 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 had a terrible night of qualifying there. You flipped your car at Charlotte there in turn one. It was a nasty crash, really, and then Came back the next night and and overcame that and and won in the other car. So, yeah, which was obviously a pretty big feat for us. I was pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you. Um, yeah, you done a good job there that weekend. Well, I got Adam Logan here with me too. I've done asked a few questions. I'll let him get get one. Yes, sir. So, John, uh, we know you're a standout in the six hundred two, six hundred four. Um. And what is what is your day job? Uh, I work for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, I'm in the electrical room, um, primarily just wiring the cars and uh, you know handling projects with like brake fans and so on and so forth. Uh, which I recently just started that position. I was in the fab shop for the last uh, two and a half years, so um, pretty cool opportunity. Obviously, to work in racing and then to race on the weekends is always something I've dreamed of, and uh, to be able to live that out is a lot of fun. That's that's why he wins all the time at Cherokee. He's got that NASCAR money. He, he's got <laughs> oh that, my goodness. He, he's got that NASCAR money. Everybody talks about <laughs> NASCAR money, right? Oh god, that's funny. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm fortunate. Like I said, uh, it's an awesome job, and you know, a lot of people, uh, especially like my friends that you know that uh, keep up with NASCAR, they're all jealous. And I just tell them, you know, uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's not not for everybody. Obviously, you got to have a racer's heart to to do it but it, it is fun and i always enjoy each and every day at work now do you i mean i, I know you you five shop and you, and you just went over to the electrical side and, you know wiring up cars and everything but i mean can you take any kind of technology the i, I know the kind of secret on some of their stuff i mean does that kind of help you in in your racing being involved with that day in and day out um i mean i you know with the technology not so much, um, just because there are two so uh, totally different platforms of racing. But, you know, I am a firm believer that, uh, you know, somebody that's got their mind on racing 24 hours a day is, you know, obviously somebody that's going to pay attention to the little details on their personal car and obviously, you know, at work working on the cup cars. And um, I do, you know, I 
take pride in that. I feel as if, you know, because I'm always thinking about racing and just focused on that one goal in mind is just, you know, whatever I'm doing or what my task is that day, I want to do it as well as anybody can. Uh, I feel like that does, you know, help you because obviously your maintenance program throughout the week is huge. Um, in my opinion, you know, I feel a lot of races are one at the shop and, uh, I think that does help me, you know, just a little bit. And I, I know everybody does focus on racing, but you know, if I was, a if I was working out in construction during the day and then went and worked on race car at night, I feel like I'd be uh, just a little off, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm, um, I, I take it, you know, the, the weekend, you know, working the week at, at Hendrick and stuff like that, like that just teaches you kind of, you know, like you said, card maintenance and, and pride in your work. Cause you know, that's the top level there. So you can't, you can't cut corners there. So you just transition that into your own racing program. So definitely, I mean, you can tell, I mean, he wins all the time, you know, you got a lot of wins under your belt. So I'm, I'm, that's pretty good. Yeah, we've been fortunate. Like I said, this year, I mean, I mean, I have no words for the start of the season. To be completely honest with you, I mean, I figured uh, we started a weekend at, or we started a year off at Cherokee for the March Madness event. And I was really just hoping to win one of them, and then when we won both, I was like, well, we might might have something here, you know. And then I uh, went to Harris. No, I'm sorry, I went back to Cherokee for the Thunder Series event. And there was 24 really strong cars, and to win that one, I was like, geez, we won three in a row. Like I don't think I've ever done that before. So I was really excited and then went to harrison one and then Cherry. go five for five on the start of the year is something i've never thought i'd do and i just <laughs> you, you got we, us there we, John? We, we heard a little bit of that god almighty i don't know i'm standing outside i'm trying to get the best service i can no, you're all right you're well all right. we've got terrible weather here like we've said here in this area so but he, he said you went five for five this year so far so i think it's i think it's time we put a bounty on him <laughs> I think we need to bring back old school. We need to put a bounty on you. It's, it's coming. I guarantee Now that you it. say that, I have not heard of a bounty in a long time. It would be, not for me, I don't want one on me, but it is, I always thought those were interesting just because of the uh, car count that it brings. You know what I mean? It always uh, should put on a good race. Yeah, they don't They do not do stuff like they used to. I remember growing up racing, and that guy wears them out, and they always put a bounty on him. And it was, you know, like you said, it always attract you know different guys from the area to come in there and try and try and see if they could whoop up on you and steal a little bit of money. But I think I think you're a prime candidate for this year. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. Well, that's that's uh, that's likely to change in this next race. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody we race against works hard throughout the week, and I know them boys. Uh, and it won't be long, and I'll be behind the eight ball again, trying to chase to get back on top. But for now, we'll ride the wave. Up. That's that's racing. Yeah, one. You, you, you know, on top, you can go hero to zero very quickly. So it's a very, <laughs> yeah, exactly it's a very right. humbling sport. So, um, John, so I, I want you to try to tell me who, uh, like how you got your start and a little bit about who your dad is. I know your dad's worked in this sport a long time as well. And you're sort of following in his footsteps on that behalf. And, uh, he's got a well-respected name in this industry as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, my family, well, I was born in New Jersey. Uh, we moved down here to, uh, my dad got a job at uh, Bill Elliott Racing, and um, he's been in the Cup, working in the Cup Series for, gosh, 22 years or so. And, um, you know, he raced back home, uh, all asphalt stuff, though. And um, when we moved down here, it was, he kind of quit racing and uh, obviously focused on work, and he traveled. He was on the road crew. And um, I think I was about eight eight or nine years old and he bought me a quarter midget which um you know ran over at bobby labani's track uh that uh, ncqma um ran there for quite a few years followed the usac tour and 
I was 12 years old, I believe. We went to Eldora Speedway, and Tony built a little go-kart track out there. And, um, you know, it was the last – I think it was the last USAC touring event or whatever. And we were like, all right, we're going to go to that and just see. And I'd never ran dirt before. And, um, man, after that weekend, I was just blown away. You know, I got to race on dirt. And then, obviously, the uh, the big cars raced that weekend. So when we got done with our event, we walked over and watched the big cars race. I think sprint cars were there that night. And uh, we got back home, and my dad was like, hey, you know, I think it's time we take the next step and get get a different car, a uh, bigger car, I guess you'd say. And I told him I wanted to race dirt, and he shook his head, and he couldn't believe it. And I was like, that's just something. Like, I had so much fun this weekend, and watching at Eldora, I was like, it was just an eye-opener on how awesome dirt racing was. And, um, you know, I was 13 whenever I got a late model, and uh, I've been racing, like I said, for 10 years now and had a lot of fun uh, along the way. And I just kind of, you know, he's always been a racer. And like I said, he did quit there for a while, but then once I got to the age to get going, he, he knew how he put me in a car and, uh, you know, the rest was history from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You guys, uh, have worked hard at this and, you know, we were kind of poking around or making fun or I don't know, they're congratulating you really on all the success you've had, but you guys have really worked hard for this to get to this, to get to that level to where you are winning consistently. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's been 10 years. I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I do notice some of my, uh, fans or just people that, you know, talk to me, they don't understand that until I tell them, uh, just cause either they didn't, you know, they haven't been around the dirt track that long or they never really pay attention and all. And when I say I've been racing for 10 years, they, their, their eyes are always so surprised. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a long time, you know, and, but I've been fortunate. Like I raced against Ross Bales back when he ran crate cars, Michael Brown, uh, you know, Anthony Sanders, Jeff Cook, Trent Ivey, Zach Mitchell. I mean, the list goes on. And you see where them guys are at now. Um, you know, and I look back at those years that I followed them and, you know, I was running. Uh, one year I finished second to Trent Ivey nine times. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I and remember you that. think back to those years and it's like, man, you know, it, it was it, it hurt back then because you, you wanted to win. But looking back, the stuff I learned from all them guys has, you know, helped me tremendously. So, uh, that kind of leads me into the next thing. So you've been you've been crate racing for about ten years. You said, is there any any plans or about moving up to supers or or what, what we think um, there? Well, I mean, I'm with the. I mean, we're family owned, and you know, just me and my father really that kind of handle everything. I got two brothers, uh, and they they don't ever come around or um, you know they they just never really took on the interest of racing. They do help me sometimes, and I appreciate uh for the most part it's just me and my dad and uh racing on our own pocket and it's you know i enjoy what i do i'm beyond thankful for the opportunity to race two credit cars like we do but uh if anything ever came up you know like a big sponsor or obviously a ride uh i would take a jump at that uh at the minute i heard of it just because it's always been a dream of mine um and if it happens it happens and if it doesn't i can assure you i'm never going to dwell on the past and wish wish that i did uh i'm you know, very, very, very thankful for what I have. And, uh, I know a lot of people are less fortunate than me, so I don't ever want to be ungrateful and seem like a, you know, uh, I guess you'd say an asshole as much as I hate to say that, but I don't want to be one of them people. I like to be happy with what I got and look forward to the future. Yeah. And you're for sure doing that. Well, um, we got a little bit of an eye racing race coming up later on this evening and are you going to take it easy on us? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you guys. No, nah, I mean, 
We see your name. We see your name pop up in there, and we're like, "Oh, we're running for second or third or whatever." Yeah, I mean, the racing deal, man. It's it's fun. I I always I enjoy that. You know, this season being the uh, I think they're calling it like the spring season, spring league or whatever we're running. Uh, I haven't had very good uh, success in this, so uh, I think I finished. I finished last the first race, and then no, I'm sorry, I finished second the first race, but yeah, then I finished last. Catch you. And then last week, I think I was like six, so <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, try to pick it up a little bit. But um, at least you're not getting yelled at like I get yelled at every week. <laughs> I do enjoy eye racing, I will admit, and it's always fun to get under with you guys. And uh, it's just it's less tense. Like I run a lot of uh, you know like league races on there, and man. I take it way too serious, and I look back some nights. And I'm like, dude, it's a game. Like, why am I, why am I stressing out over it? But whenever I get on there with you guys, it's just such a fun atmosphere being in that Discord, uh, getting to talk to all you guys, and uh, I do enjoy. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to eight o'clock now, just because we get on there and get going <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, once we we got to get out of this podcast deal yeah. so we can get there to get her get her setups right. <laughs> well, so, let's fix that up. But yes, yeah, so. so you run a lot of league stuff. You're you're heavy in the iRacing. Does any of that, I mean, can you transition any of that into what you do on Saturday nights, or is it completely different? Is it just kind of like a fun thing you do or enjoy doing? Um, You know, so ways of looking at it. Uh, one of the ways I look at it is I do believe it helps tremendously with auto control. Uh, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I've you know, I love whenever the game gets really slick and you got to be really easy on the throttle and, you know, really easy with your wheel inputs. I do believe that helps and that translates. But, like, where I think iRacing is huge is for somebody that's just getting started. A uh, perfect example is a buddy of mine, Kendall Tucker. Um, I mean, he's, in my opinion, probably he's got to be one of the top five or top three, you know, one of the guys you got to outrun every single race on the dirt side of iRacing. And uh, he called me. This is probably back gosh january or so and he's getting ready to go uh no i'm sorry because he raced last year so god it wasn't january my bad it was last year but he he went and tested and he's asking me all these questions and so on and so forth and i'm like kendall as good as you are on our racing you're gonna be fine sure enough goes and practices man he picked it up i mean he, by the end of the day he was running really competitive lap times and then he came to cherokee he ran one race and ran well very respectful run yeah i was there and then day. um his second race ever he goes to friendship, sets fast time overall against all them 602 cars up there. Uh, I don't know how many laps he led, but I know he, he uh, by the time was, the dust settled, he finished fifth. But, I mean, that was against the uh, Mideast guys, which in my opinion is you know, one of the top tier 602 divisions in this area. And I told him, I'm like, dude, that was your second race ever. Like, do you understand how impressive that is? And, you know, we kind of laughed about it because he even agreed that he thinks iRacing helped him tremendously. Yeah, and he – I know he's a. I'm buddies with all them guys up there in the Mount Airy area with uh, Benji Hicks and Kendall and all them guys. So I race with him and he just blows me out of the water. But he does come from a good racing background. His dad was a was a legend around here. And, oh, and I know his his cousin Benji. He's a he's a very accomplished racer and now chassis builder. So, but yeah, that's pretty cool that he's um you know he's like I said I was there that first race at Cherokee and he you know. Not to say that, you know, he wasn't going to do good, but it was like, wow, he's actually, can, you know, holding his own, you know what I mean? He wasn't erratic out there and, and stuff like that, so that was pretty cool. So it's, it, I guess what I'm getting at is it, it does transition a little bit into to real life. Yeah, like I said, I'm, and I'm a firm believer in that. Whenever people ask me, you know, I feel like Cam Arnold 
especially for beginning and then even throughout i mean like i said i've been racing for 10 years and i still uh you know i know that throttle control on the game translates and helps me in real car because i mean at the end of the day anytime you work that you know muscle group or it just you're in your head you know on the game you got to start to lift to keep traction in the car and you know drive straight and be fast and slick well whenever you're in a real race car you know you're gonna be thinking the same thing so it i, I love the game like i said i spent a lot of time on it and uh, it's something i always enjoy getting on late at night and turning a few outs you know you're talking about the success of uh kendall tucker kind of getting started and i remember i've seen his dad race for years noel tucker and Man, I'm looking at the results from this weekend, and I actually watched this race live on on uh, Speed Sport TV there Saturday night. It was the All Stars race at I-75 Raceway in Sweetwater, Tennessee. A name that's a big name on I race, and Hayden Cardwell won that race, and I believe that might have been his first big crate win ever in his career. Um, yeah. So I mean, seeing that and then seeing you win all the time, and uh, and Chris Ferguson's on there a whole lot. A lot of these guys that we race with on I race, and a lot are are really doing big things over in the in the real cars and i think it's pretty neat to see yeah i, I agree too like i said i mean hayden you know he ran that 602 uh car <clears throat> you know his personal car last year races and uh same thing i mean that was like his first year in real car i mean he went out and i think he won like 12 races like phenomenal season you know, he got that ride in the 604 car and like you said he went out i mean he's won he won against you know in my personal opinion you have crit race in usa which is, you know, your top-tier tour 604 models, and then you got AAS, uh, which is another top-tier touring 604 series. And for him to go out and outrun guys like Corey Hedgecock, you know, Jeremy Steele, Dylan Brown, uh, Mac McCarter, you know what I mean? So it is cool, like you said, to see somebody who's so successful in iRacing also be successful in a real car in such a short period of time. Yeah, he did a great job there this weekend. Well, John, I don't know if I've got anything. I do. I, also, I got one thing. Hey, all right, go ahead. And then I'll, I got one more to add. What's what? So we're, we're, we're kind of getting the eye racing deal, and they're they're adding tracks. What they ever add Cherokee? <laughs> um, man, it'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> but I will it. say I have quite a few tracks on my list that I wish what would they, they would add before Cherokee. Oh, okay. I want East Bay. East Bay, okay. I want East Bay so bad. I, I oh, would yeah. love But do you think they could added. duplicate East Bay in iRacing the way? No, listen, listen. I, you're right. You are 100% right. But if they are going to, you know, bulldoze that place here, in, I think it's two years now, if they are going to do that and they don't get the chance to scan it, I will be so upset. Yes. It's such an iconic track. I mean, you can't – ah, man, that would be frustrating. And then I'm sure there's something in the works. But that that is my number one. I want to see that on iRacing really bad. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Because I mean, they got they got asphalt. It's like uh, Myrtle Beach on there. It's no longer yep. on Concord. Um, that is true. No, you're right. There I'm is quite a few now. You bring that up. There's a few tracks on there that you know. USA. USA. You Lakeland. Know, yeah. You know, and there's there's places. Uh, I don't think that Lanier's open anymore. Lanier, it's closed. Well, know, it's a, maybe a go kart rental. Facility. Yeah, they made it a road racing go kart track. Yeah. I was down there uh, a year ago. My buddy was trying to buy a car in Georgia, so I told him I'd take him as long as we could stop at Lanier. As funny as that is, so he told me we'd stop. And I, I just wanted to see it. I, I ain't been there in years. And uh, I pulled in and seen all these barricades up, and I was like, what in the world? And I seen somebody picking up trash there, and I asked them what it was, and they said they were racing, like, them road racing go-karts on it. Okay. I was like, man, a lot of that's crazy. It's like a rental, like a like a GoPro-type place you can go there and race. Yeah. All right, so we got East Bay. What's, what's the next one on there? 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd love to see East Bay. And then, uh, you know, we already get out, like, your Fairbury, which I think is, like, a very iconic track. I think another one would be, like, a Tazwell, like, something cool. small, uh, banked Elbows like that. Like, I like seeing a smaller racetrack on there. Um, maybe, like, a Tazwell or, like I said, like a Bulls Gap, something like that. And then Cherokee for sure. There we go. That would be cool. Well, John, I owe you an apology. I know we talked about a year ago there in the infield up there at Bristol about you getting on this podcast. And I said, yeah, we'll make it happen sometime. And then I guess the next time I tried to reach out to you, you were busy or doing another podcast or something. And I understand this is not your only podcast to do yet tonight. So you're like, you're on like a media tour every time I talk to you. (laughs) So, but I appreciate you taking the time to do this tonight. He's bigger than we are. No, 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 no. No, hey, I really do appreciate you having me on here. Uh, like you said, it was a year ago we talked about it, and uh, it sucks it took that long, but I am very, very <laughs> thankful to be on here talking to you guys, and uh, I look forward to – let me see what time it is. I look forward to hearing about an hour and a half getting on our racing and getting after with you guys. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. I didn't told all the other guys at work. I apologize <laughs> if I get into you. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, them 87 cup cars are a handful, bud. I know, and we're going to Darlington, so they, that's not going to be. They said we've got one set of tires at Darlington, 100 laps. I don't even know if I want to do that. I don't even know if I'm going to make it. I don't even think you can make it that <laughs> I'm gonna long. Run, I'm going to run out of breath but, or something. But shout out to the Chicken Bowl and Alley podcast and those guys yes. for all they do and what they do to put on that series. And, and we're uh, fortunate enough to be invited to run it, and we have a lot of fun with that bunch. Yeah, it's always a great, you know, great group of guys get on there and race. I look forward to finishing out this season and then obviously the winter league uh you know helping promote them for uh this upcoming winter and hopefully having that payout like we did last year would be pretty cool absolutely well uh before we let you go i'll let you thank your sponsors yeah i mean first and foremost i just want to thank you know my father for all he does for me each and every week um you know there's a guy jimmy wilson who's been helping us out a little bit this year i can't thank him enough for all he's done uh i gotta thank base racing fuel um they I'm getting ready to switch to them, and I appreciate their support throughout this season as well. And, um, you know, SRI for everything they do for me each, each and every week, and uh, hopefully we'll keep things rolling throughout the season. Oh, absolutely, John. Well, like I said, we appreciate you doing this podcast with us tonight, and I wish you the best of luck on your continued success and with your uh, with your job, your career, and your racing career, and we'll see you at the racetrack soon. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was John Ruggiero Jr. on the Forward Bike Podcast. We're going to take a quick break and come back on the other side. And uh, we're, we got a little special surprise here we're going to call up on the telephone. Welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast. I'd like to thank John Ruggiero Jr. for being on that last segment. We're going to go to the Andy's Towing Hotline and talk to Dale McDowell here on the podcast. Dale McDowell, it's Kyle Armstrong and Adam Logan here in the Speed Sports Studio. What's going on tonight? Not much. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're pretty good. We just uh, we're doing this podcast, and I was looking at uh, we watched you win Saturday night, and I said, "Man, we we got to have him on just to say congratulations." So, congratulations on that big win there Saturday night at Bristol. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Congratulations, Dale. That was that was awesome. Um, I mean, hell of a year that you're you're starting out with. It has been really when we when we got started in Florida um, in January. Uh, we, we really didn't know if we were going to go back down for speed weeks or what, cause I'd been out of the car for 
for about four months and uh but everything just just been blessed come out of the box pretty good and and uh you know had some success down there and and then was uh, uh able to carry it on and still having a little bit of success at some of these places so we're having fun it's good medicine for me i, I, <laughs> I wasn't I, I wasn't i wasn't quite ready probably physically to to get back in the car and that was that was part of our concern but uh but it's uh it's been uh, it's been good for good for me and and uh obviously you know good for my brother shane he he worked hard during the time that we were down and and uh so it's it's been enjoyable and and uh, been fun yeah it's it's and you know it, that news struck last year about your your cancer deal and you know I, I i've always looked up to you and your brother like i grew up in north alabama and, and watching you race around that area and you were always one of the guys i looked up to and always liked look, watching you race and so when that come out i was like man I, we, we can't be losing a guy like that like he's <laughs> he's too good and then for you to you know overcome all that and then like i said just come out the gate swinging hard i mean that's that's awesome it has been i've been like i said we've been very fortunate uh had a lot of good people behind us uh you know that that uh, all of our partners and and stuff that that makes that thing go up and down the road you know they all stood behind us and race fans and family and and friends and everybody you know pretty much uh just uh, really overwhelmed with with uh, you know with the whole process that i had to go through and and uh you know and, and it's just uh, it's one of those things you know it, it uh, uh we're all gonna face things at different points of our life and so those hurdles are going to pop up so that was a hurdle that that we had to cross and uh but but we seem to be seem everything seemed to be on the other side of it and and on the downhill side of it anyway so uh running racing is you know was kind of put on the back burner completely didn't even really think about it you know when i was going through that process or i did you know because you wonder what you're going to do next you know and, and if you're going to get to race and and whatever but the importance of it wasn't really um you know a, a strong point in my mind because obviously you're dealing with your health yeah so it was a different different place for for me to be than i've ever been before but uh, uh learn a lot through it and you know and uh, appreciate definitely look at things different you know once you have an eye-opening experience like that i know everybody says that and you know, you don't really realize it, I guess, until you go through it. But uh, but it was uh, it was good to go through it, and you know, are good that we got through it okay, and and uh, and having fun racing now. Yeah, well, Dale, we've been on your side all along, and I <clears throat> really, uh, you know, really had a lot of thoughts and prayers for you, and thinking about you during that time. Like Adam said, you were really one of my racing heroes growing up, and still are really. And to see that you were going through all that, man, it was emotional for us too, and. Uh, I'm just glad to see that you've bounced back from it and able to have already picked up three big wins this year against the best in the business, by the way. And it's, uh, you know, that's no, uh, that's no joke. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate all the people that I've met throughout the, the, my career and, and, you know, and, and, uh, all the people that's been behind us and definitely, you know, I, I running good. Like I said, that's, that's extra, extra medication for you, you know, and, and, uh, but uh, you know, so it makes you it just kind of brightens your days. It's a sunny day instead of a cloudy rainy day, you know. And, and uh, so everything was everything's been going okay. And uh, so we're just having fun with it. Went went to Bristol and, and had a little bit of success. And so that was pretty neat too because we was up there 22 years ago, which doesn't seem like it to me, but but it but it was, um, you know. So it was pretty neat to to be able to win up there again. Now was it? 
So you won the first Bristol deal when they put dirt on it. What was that, back 2000 when they that did that? That was 2000. Yep, 2000. What, was there any, I mean, I know things have changed over 22 years, you know, cars, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But was there anything similar? Was the track the same or did they lay it out any different that you, I mean, that you could remember from back then? I think it had a little less banking. Um, the track slicked off a little quicker. It really never slicked off when we did that deal back in 2000. It had some rain, um, you know, and and uh, and it was kind of a uh, damp, um, you know, uh, evening or or whatever whatever when we raced. And so um, uh, racetrack just never really slicked off. And you know, this time they've actually worked on the track conditions to get them. You know, obviously they're working toward toward uh you know the cup race there the, you know and and trying to get the track as good as they can get it and so with them racing us on it they obviously were able to um you might maybe experiment a little bit with you know what they're doing but the track was really smooth just really smooth um you know and and uh so it was a it was a uh, you know they're working hard on it and it was pretty neat you know really I mean, it's fast. I mean, it was fast back in and it was fast today, you know, fast this weekend too. So, so it's, uh, you know, our cars are, are hauling the mail around through there, but, uh, but it, it, a little bit less banking, I think now than, than there was then. And, uh, and a little bit, or the grip level was still there at some points. I mean, we ran, I think we ran 1570, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, you know, back then, which is, we ran that a lot this time, but there was cars got in the 14s you know, this time. And, uh, so I don't know what the average speed that of that would be, but, um, uh, but some cars got in the 14s early in the night, you know, and, and, and even in the heat races, it carried speed, but the racetrack would slick off and, and the groove widen out. So, you know, I think that's, um, uh, you know, an accomplishment to the, to the guys that's working the racetrack and what they're doing. And, and, um, so I think that's a, you know, that was the biggest difference in today's world and back then. So back then, when you won that first deal, you had a you had a little luck on your side that night, did you not? We did, we did. Uh, we ran third for most of the race, and uh, our, our our worked our way up to third. Um, I can't, my best, I I can't remember what laps took place, but I can, you know, going going through my head, we we worked our way up to third. Um, Mike Balzano was leading. Uh, Shannon Bad was second, and. Um, I think Balzano was the first one to break a wheel and didn't think that much about it. A little bit of concern, but didn't think that much about it. But the racetrack had, um, it was kind of wet and a little bit choppy in the middle and a little bit drier above and a little bit drier below. But, you know, as, as dirt racers, anywhere that it's a little bit wet and rough, it's because it's soft and anywhere it's soft, there's grip. Um, you know, so, so the most grip, the most traction and the most grip would be right through those holes. You know, so um, uh, Shannon broke a, a wheel not too much later than that. And as soon as that happened, I got, I, I changed from my right sides in the holes to, to moved above them, you know, just to kind of go in safe mode. So they had a, a fuel stop at lap 50 back then. And uh, uh, so they let us all check our wheels for safety and mine was cracked. But it was not, um, it, you know, it, it, it was all still intact. So just by chance, and, and a lot of race fans of racers will understand this, but a lot of the race fans won't. By chance, we had a, a, uh, a stiffer sidewall tire, like an LSB tire for a spare. For some reason, none of this was planned. <laughs> but when we put that tire on 
for for the second half of the race it actually they allowed you to change if if you had a a a wheel cracked or anything so it wasn't wasn't hard on tires at all it was just hard on wheels so we put that tire on and um and just so happened this uh, dumb luck i guess so to speak um you know we put the tire on and and so the stiffer sidewall you know wasn't as much grip and and it, it allowed us to you know to kind of cross those holes and stuff a little bit better um you know and and uh, i think that was the key to winning it but uh but we did i can't remember when those guys fell out um i think they fell out before halfway i think i was the leader yeah i was the leader you, you halfway. were the leader you were the leader because yeah I was the leader halfway so uh so that that happened early in the race and uh you know so so that uh you know so we went out and, and uh was able to to maintain you know the lead the, the last part of the race and win the race very fortunate very big big uh time in my career um you know to to win at a place like that very especially the inaugural um you know race there and, and uh, uh still got the trophy and the check and the fire suit and i haven't put them in a shadow box but i just we've just had that conversation this week i'm gonna try to put some of that stuff together to, to for the man cave it'd be cool to have them both side by side yes, the sir. suit you had this week and that one yeah man yeah, 22 22 years apart that is that's pretty cool to, that you did that and um i mean i kind of forgot where i was going to go next but I, I will say that last year they they ran bristol and you uh, opted out of going i guess the the big money lured you lured you in and then i guess the second part of that question i guess i was going to ask is uh how big is the smile on shane's face he's got to be just so happy to, to for y'all to pull that off you, you guys are a team well, you know, when we, we decided not to go last year um, because when the guys went up first to practice and make laps, it was there wasn't enough cars there to put any kind of uh, uh, pattern on the racetrack, so to speak, as far as, as it slowing down any. So they were going up there and just running wide open, wide open, wide open, wide open. And, um, you know, and Shane said, hey, man, we're just we're not geared up. You know, like some of these heavily funded teams, we've got great partners, but we're not funded like these guys that are that are running up and down the road, running points and and chasing the series stuff. They've got more engines and more help and more everything, you know. And um, so he said, we're not, you know, we don't need to go up there and blow engines up. It's going to cost us the rest of the year. <clears throat> so we decided not to go. But once we went there, and the format that they had when they started running those other cars during the day. The racetracks would slick off a little bit, and it wasn't hard on engines. And this time, it, it did much of the same thing because they wanted the track harder and, and slicker so that it was manageable. They don't want to let it get away from them. You know, they can always add some water and add a little bit of grip, uh, but if you if you get it too wet and it starts to, to develop rough situations or whatever, then you, you can't do anything about that, you know, as quickly. You can, but it takes a while. So... Anyway, that was part of it because we we witnessed it because Shane went up there with with Austin Dillon and and then I, I had put a little deal together um, with Stacy Bowles for for Chase Elliott to go up there and run some laps and so I went up with Chase and you know and then I stayed up there with with Shane with, with Austin's deal and and um, so so we actually got to see that it wasn't as rough on engines as we first thought it was going to be and um, you know so that's why we decided to go back this time. You know, really and truly, we had this conversation. If it were to be wet and fast, we didn't know what, you know, it wasn't going to be worth melting a, a motor down. And um, 
And, you know, so Shane was like, watch those gauges, please. <laughs> he owns everything now. So he was, it was a lot different than it was back in the day when I owned it. And he was, you know, crew chief and still, but helping me. And he'd be like, just run it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was, so I, I went last year. Um, we had a tire test with the outlaw guys last mm-hmm. year. I think we went to Smoky Mountain or something. I was, you know, I was with Daryl and everything. We went there and, Man, we couldn't make five laps. Like you said, the track was had so much grip in it and was so fast. Like we couldn't make five laps, and our right fronts were peeling the inside blocks off of them and blistering your right front tire. And you're like, how? Exactly. How? Exactly. We, you know, we heard and, the same things. Yeah. Me and Daryl had a conversation afterwards. Like, man, and that was before they had the you know the fifty thousand or whatever the big XR race or whatever it was, and then they had the outlawing. And we kind of, you know, had the same talk you and Shane did, and you know, we kind of called it off, you know. Mm-hmm. And we didn't go to the that first event there just because you, you can't take that chance. You know, we were running for points and everything, and that's that's a big gamble you take if you're going to go race there and, you you know, more or less not really junk a motor, but you're going to junk a race car or something happens there. But um, like you said, after they, you know, after that week of being there and having all them cars on there and them figuring out the racetrack, when we went back with the Outlaws, it was way, way better and and not, you know, not as fast and not as hard on the uh, the equipment that we did we experienced in that that test night for sure. Yeah, we anticipated it to be worse, you know, once we went last year and then this year, <clears throat> we knew it would be that way early, you know, but but uh, but with the way what they're trying to achieve. You know, with track conditions and track prep, we, you know, we thought it, you know, without the weather, with, you know, without the weather coming in or something, you know, we thought they'd be able to manage it. So they did. And, uh, but the second part you was talking about, but Shane, he was, he was very excited. Um, you know, he works really hard. I'm not at the shop a whole lot unless we tear something up and, you know, I need to go up there. Um, you know, I'm still in Chattanooga and he's, he's in Mooresburg. You know, and, and um, uh, so the shops up there, and 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 he uh, he and Landon and Sarah, you know, are at the shop daily, and so they're doing most of it. And uh, you know, and and uh, he works hard at it, and you know, all of them do. You know, and Sarah works hard at managing, you know, most of it, and uh, are helping him manage it. And so it's just, uh, I'm sure it's gratifying to him, you know, because it's basically his program. He's built it. Um, and we've kind of built it together because we understand, you know, I guess both sides of it. So it's good teamwork, but he does most of it on his own. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm proud for him and proud of him because he, he does a really good job at, at paying attention to small detail and, and, uh, and really takes it serious. If something happens to the car and he takes it really hard, you know, uh, if it's something, a failure on his side. So, um, you know, and, and, uh, so, but it was, it was really good. Neat, neat to, neat to be a part of and fun for me and him to be able to still do it. Um, you know, as, as brothers we have for all these years. And, and, uh, so I look back at those pictures and our mother and father were in those pictures and my stepdad, which was a huge part of our program. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and now you, you look at the comparison with the pictures 22 years later and all of them have passed and gone. And so it makes you think, you know, it just makes you appreciate, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what we were able to be blessed enough to accomplish and feel grateful for doing that. So I looked at those <clears throat> pictures you're talking about there. Sarah posted them side by side and you and your brother and Sarah, y'all, y'all three haven't aged a bit from what I could tell. 
<laughs> well, you were looking at them from yeah. a distance. <laughs> My we, hair was a different color, and I, and I put on a few pounds. But uh, but Shane doesn't look a lot di- a lot different, and Sarah doesn't either. But I know I have. So, uh, well, okay. so I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, hair had hair change colors in, in yeah. a hurry, but a lot goes a lot goes on in twenty years, you know, mm-hmm. or, or twenty two years, and so. Um, but it, it was, I mean, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, what was, what I found interesting is when they, someone posted the stats for up there and, you know, there was several of us that were 50 years old, you know, up there in the top five or six mm-hmm. or seven or whatever it was the, the stats were. And, and, um, so it was, was pretty neat because I, I'll be honest with you, I was winded after a couple of those, a couple of the qualifying sessions or heat races or things like that. That place is pretty demanding. So uh, it was uh, pretty neat to see that. We've got to bring back the blue, white, and orange 17M. They they talked about doing a throwback. It, it is so much. I mean, you know, there's it's, so it's much to that. It's a lot of work, yes. It's a lot of work, but they, I, I think that'll happen, okay. you know, at some point. Um you know, may not be this year, might could be this year. They've talked about doing something this year. But I think it'll happen within the next couple of years before I retire or before we you know, before we scale back, I think. Um, you know, it will it'll happen because I, I would I, I I'm kinda the same way. I mean a lot of people have, have uh have asked us about that and, and uh so you know how it is. You get caught up in what you're doing and the changes and you're like and there's no really importance, at, you know, to, to the guys that's doing it. But then once you do it, it, it puts you in a different mode of, and takes you back. And, you know, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a great conversation piece and, and something to talk about. So it's pretty neat, too. It sells T-shirts, too. <laughs> yeah. So it does sell T-shirts. That's yeah. right. That's uh, more for Sarah to do. She's got to manage more <laughs> stuff then. Hey, that'll be fine. <laughs> that's, uh, but I'm looking at your schedule here, Dale. We, we don't want to hold you up too much longer here tonight. But uh, we're looking at your schedule here and – you got a really busy week coming up there next week. Eldora, then the Bulls Gap with and Taswell all on the all on the plate next week. That's a pretty busy week for your team. I'll have to take my Geritol from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it is busy. I mean, this time of the year is really busy, you know. And and uh, and you know, a lot of the the tracks are running their first big events, and you know, so um, and, and a lot of good race tracks, you know. So so hopefully the weather will participate. You know, you never know. It's crazy. Um, you know, in the Tennessee area, you know, and, and uh, uh, right there where we are, you, you just, I mean, like even watching the weather last week at, at Bristol, you know, you had, you had 70, mid 70 weather and then you had a high of 40, you know, uh, you know, so it's, it'll throw curveballs at you all the time, but that's just typical for this area and, and this time of the year. So, uh, so hopefully y'all will have good weather for all those races and the racetracks will have great turnouts. People will, you know, race fans will, will, will be ready to get out of the house and, and go catch some, some good dirt track racing, and, and uh, that's what it's all about. you got to be looking forward to getting back to Eldora. Because over the past few years, I mean, you and Shane have had a, a dang good race car there. Just just consistent. I want to add to the I want to add to that. So they're, they're bringing back the million this year, Dale, as you know. <laughs> You ran the first one there. What are you? Uh, what are you going to do different or whatever to try to see if you can put your name at the top of that list here in a couple of months? Well, I mean, I, I think you just got to go and race race it like it's not a million. Uh, I, I honestly, I've had this conversation with with people recently. Um, I honestly think that there'll be some guys go and they'll get. They, they may make decisions that they wouldn't normally make just because of what it's paying 
mm-hmm. in in the prelims or in heat races or something like that. So you hope that you don't get caught up in something like that. You know, um, uh, hopefully we can go up there in this race and it's going to be a good hard race. I mean, there's hard racing there um, for heat races or, or, or whatever, you know, that don't pay anything. Mm-hmm. So, so I just feel like that it's really easy to get in trouble there. So, you know, as, as far as if you run over your head or, or, you know, you, you get, you do stuff that you feel like you need to back off or you need to do this, but you don't because of, of what's at stake, then the cost, the price to pay is, is going to be big. So you hope you don't get caught up in some of that stuff, but I, I think there'll be some of that happen. Now, obviously if it's going to be the last five laps and there's a deckham restart or something like that, then, you know, then, then you expect that. But I think a lot of it will happen in heat races and, and stuff like that. So hopefully we can, you know, make it through that stuff and, and get in the race solid, solidly, which is, which is a, a, a pretty tall task. You know, and, and uh, we have been fortunate to be, you know, have some consistent runs there. But it's been, I mean, so, so some of the races we've really had to, you know, scratch and claw to get in. So um, uh, so it should be exciting for the race fans, you know, should be great for the, for, for everybody. And, and uh, we're just going to race it like we always have and, and uh, you know, just hope that it's our night. I mean, it takes so much to put a to put a night together you know i look at this what happened this past weekend you got to be in the right row on the restarts and you got to be in the right place on the heat races and you know positioning is is everything you know so uh hopefully we uh you know somebody's gonna win it so we're gonna we're gonna we're hoping it's us and then we're gonna do our best there we go i like that attitude we're uh i've got it circled on my calendar to go spectate that thing i wish i had a car put together i'd enter it in that thing let somebody drive it for me or something <laughs> you never know yeah somebody but... i mean you know you never know what's going to happen there and i keep hearing I, I don't think they've announced the format um but i keep hearing the format may be a little different um you know and and so who knows what they're going to throw you know at that so you always keep it interesting they're going to keep it a headache for us racers i'm sure uh you know <laughs> it's always a headache when you go up there you kiss all they always throw different point structures and did you get this and they always throw a, a weird invert on you and it's just Spin like can we can we just qualify straight up and you'll, get the good guys up front no they're gonna put some guys in front of you and you, like you said you gotta crack this scratch and claw to get your way in you're like god dang if this was a normal normal night we'd be all right you'll be i know i know that's a, that's part of the part of the stuff that that makes uh you know a, a conversation you know, topic for conversation, good conversation. You know how it is, oh, man. Yeah, if you yeah. go to the racetrack and everything runs smooth and all it the racers no are happy, then all the racers are good. But, but you know, if there's a fight or a scuffle somewhere, all the race fans are having a blast. You oh, know, yeah. so, so they're going to they're gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm sure there'll be some excitement in there. You're speaking of format changes. That just brought a thought to my mind. A fellow told me, I'm not going to name anybody, but I heard that it's probably that it sounded like it's going to be a 75 lap feature race instead of a hundred laps. And I don't really know how I feel about that. I'd rather see a hundred laps myself. Have you heard I've, heard I've heard different things. I mean, I've heard less laps. Um, I've heard the racetrack will be, you know, wetter faster, which I, I don't, uh, that's not your I, style. I don't think. Well, well I, I, it's, it's not, but, but as a race fan, there's not a lot of passing in the heat races up there. Uh, because that place carries so much speed when it's wet and fast. So the racing gets better in the features, you know, when you can move around and, 
you got to manage tires or, you know, you, you, something like that. That's that starts throwing, you know, a little bit of uh, mm -hmm. change up that everybody can't do the same thing, you know, but, um, and, and I've heard that it, it could be, um, you know, on passing points, which I hope the heck not. No, no, um, no, please. No. You know, I, I, but I've heard three or four, I couldn't confirm anything. I've just, I've heard people talk, you know, so, so Same I don't here. know. I mean, if they left the format alone, I feel like, I think it's me, the my personal format. opinion, it's, it's, it's exciting enough, it's, you know, um, but, but they may feel like that they need to do some stuff since they're, you know, paying some more money. To um, me, it's been the number. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, to me, it's been the perfect format there, what they've done over the past few years. I can't see why they need to change anything, but maybe they'll try to go all humpy wheeler on us. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. There's, maybe, there's no us. telling. There is no yeah. telling what will happen. All right, Dale. Well, man, I'm going to. I got plenty of more questions. We probably could go on and on. This has been fun, and I appreciate you doing this spur of the moment and everything, too. But before I let you go, I want you, uh, would like to give you an opportunity to thank your sponsors. Oh yeah, certainly, certainly couldn't do it without them. Um, easy go golf carts and uh, comedic gaskets and uh, Klotz lubricants, Clements Clements race engines. Just uh, everybody that's uh, even a product decal on that car, they're important, you know. And and uh, so uh, uh, Northeastern Fabrication, Jeep Van Warmer, he helps us some. Jeep's fun and fun, big supporter. Usually calls and gives me pointers. <laughs> so it's, yep, it's, uh, I'm sure he's it's, good for that one. Yeah, it's fun. There's never a dull moment with him around, but but they they help us. He's got a a, a new company, a fairly new company going, and so they help us a little bit. And and uh, but uh, just just everybody that's on there, man. It's a uh, and even you know I I I I guess I'm getting older, more a little bit more sentimental. But you know we all think the sponsors that we have currently, but there's so many people that have gotten us to this point that maybe used to sponsor us, but don't sponsor us anymore. But, you know, all of those people that have done that and everybody's program, you know, I, I'd like to give a shout out to all those companies that's helped all those racers throughout the years. Maybe they're not on their car today, but, but without the support from the race fans and, and, and the racers that own companies or race fans that own companies out there, without their support, we wouldn't be able to, to do what we love. You guys wouldn't be able to do what you do. Um, you know, so so I, I think everybody's you know support should be, you know, really taken note taken notice of, and and uh, we appreciate it all. Yeah, Dale. Well, we appreciate you. You're a class act of the sport, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you got coming up next. And and we'll be there. Like, we'll be there to see it for sure. So yes. all right, well, I look forward to seeing you guys and seeing all the race fans. Y'all have y'all have fun. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for having, having me on. Absolutely, Thanks, Dale. Thank you. We appreciate all the guests for being on the podcast today. John Rogerio Jr., Dale McDowell. Really appreciate those guys being on here. Adam Logan in the studio again as the co-host, and I'm Kyle Armstrong. This is the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. We'll see you next time. <laughs>